Shalom, Alekum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. Today we are looking at this week's Torah portion, uh, which happens to be called Parshat Devarim. And it's the first, actually I'll just read the introduction for you. Uh, the summary from TorahPortions.org. Here's what it says. Devarim is both the title for the last book from the scroll of the Torah and the title of the first Torah portion therein. Devarim means words. The English-speaking world calls this book Deuteronomy. The Hebrew title for the book comes from an opening phrase of the book. These are the words, Devarim, which Moses spoke to all Israel across the Jordan in the wilderness. One ancient name for the book of Deuteronomy is Mishnah HaTorah, which means repetition of the Torah. This is similar to the Greek Septuagint name Deuteronomus, which means second law. The English name Deuteronomy is derived from Deuteronomus. So please note, um, it's but one of the names for it in Hebrew is Mishnah HaTorah, which means repetition of the Torah because it's kind of a, a recapping or a, re, a regurgitation of what has happened, right? What took place. Things that we've uh, met, read at least a, a decent amount of already. The book of Deuteronomy is dominated by Moses' farewell address to the children of Israel as he urges them to remain faithful to the covenant and prepares them for entering Canaan. During the course of the book, Moses reviews the story of the giving of the Torah at Sinai and the trip to the promised land, reiterates several laws of the Torah, and introduces new laws. The book seems to follow the general pattern of the ancient Near Eastern Covenant Treaty document. As we study the first week's reading from the book of Exodus, the children of Israel are assembled on the plains of Moab across the Jordan from Jericho. So, there's going to be a couple of, this is almost, this portion is almost three chapters long, so you're going to have to bear with me. It's chapters 1 through 3, verse 22. There's going to be two things that I'm going to stop and kind of spend a minute on one a little longer and the other one just a few minutes one is this um, conversation that Moses is having with the Israelites saying you guys refuse to go in so you know Jehovah has said that you're going to die in the wilderness and your children will be the ones to enter the promised land we're going to deal with that a little bit I wrote an article and everything to go along with that uh, conversation and then we're going to talk a little bit, not much, but a little bit about the giants. Because it's, it's once again, just like it is through the rest of the Bible, it's made extremely clear that there were real giants in those days. Not tall people. Not just really tall people. Real giants. The Bible makes that clear. So that is what is on the agenda for this morning. That's a long introduction. So if you'll just open up your hearts... And let the Word of God speak to you as I read this morning. I'm going to use the Hallelujah Scriptures again this morning. And I just pray that you will be blessed. So without further delay, let's dig in and begin. 
These are the words which Moshe spoke to all Yisrael beyond the Arden in the wilderness, in the desert plain opposite Suf, between Paran and Tophel, and Laban and Hatzeroth, and Dizahab, eleven days from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. And it came to be in the fourteenth year, in the eleventh month, on the first of the month, that Moshe spoke to the children of Israel according to all that Jehovah had commanded him concerning them. After he had smitten Sahan, sovereign of the Amorites, who dwelt in Hashban, and Og, sovereign of Bashan, who dwelt in Ashtaroth Edarai, Beyond the Arden in the land of Moab, Moshe undertook to declare this Torah, saying, Jehovah our Elohim spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and depart on your way and go into the mountains of the Amorites, into all the neighboring places in the desert plain, in the mountains and in the low country and in Negeb and on the sea coast and in the land of the Canaanites, and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Peroth. See, I have put the lamb before you go in, possess the lamb which Jehovah swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Yitzhak, that is to say Isaac, and to Jacob, that is to say Jacob, to give to them their seed after them. And I spoke to you at the time, saying, I am unable to bear you by myself. Jehovah your Elohim has increased you, and see, you are today as numerous as the stars of the Shemayim, that is to say heavens. Jehovah Elohim of your fathers is going to add to you a thousand times more than you are, and bless you as he has spoken to you. How do I bear your pressures and your burdens and your strife by myself? Choose men wise and understanding and known to your tribes, and let me appoint them as your heads. And you answered me, and you said, The word you, which you have spoken to us is to do good. And I took the heads of your tribes, wise men and known, and made them heads over your leaders of thousands, and leaders of hundreds, and leaders of fifties, and leaders of tens, and officers for your tribes. And I commanded your judges at that time, saying, When hearing between your brothers, judge righteously between a man and his brother, or a stranger who is with him. Do not show partiality and right ruling. Hear the small as well as the great. Do not be afraid of anyone's face, for the right ruling belongs to Elohim. And the case which is too hard for you, bring it to me and I shall hear it. And I commanded you at that time all the words which you should do. Then we departed from Harab and went through all that great and awesome wilderness which you saw on the way to the mountains of the Amorites, as Jehovah our Elohim had commanded. And we came to Kadesh Barnea. And I said to you, You have come to the mountains of the Amorites which Jehovah our Elohim is giving us. See, Jehovah your Elohim has put the land before you. Go up and possess it as Jehovah Elohim of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear nor be discouraged. And all of you came near to me and said, Let us send men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up and of the cities and into what we should come.
and the matter was good in my eyes, so I took twelve of your men, one man from each tribe, and they turned and they went up into the mountains and came to the Wadi Eshkol and spied it out. And they took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us. And they brought back word to us, saying, The land which Jehovah our Elohim is giving us is good. But you would not go up and rebelled against the word of Jehovah your Elohim, and grumbled in your tents and said, Because Jehovah was hating us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to give us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where are we going to do? Our brothers have made our hearts melt, saying, The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to the Shemayim, and we saw the sons of Anakim there too. And then I said to you, You have no dread or fear of them. Jehovah, your Elohim, who is going before you, he fights for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how Jehovah, your Elohim, has borne you, as a man bears a son in all the ways that you went, until you came to this place. Yet, in this matter you are putting no trust in Jehovah, your Elohim, who is going before you in the way to speak out, to seek out a place for you, to pitch your tents, to show you the way that you should go, in fire by night and a cloud by day. And Jehovah heard the voice of your words and was wroth, and took an oath, saying, not one of these men of this evil generation shall see the good land which I have sworn to give your fathers, except Caleb, son of Jephanu. And he shall see it, and to him and his children I give the land on which he walked, because he followed Jehovah completely. And Jehovah was enraged with you for your sake, saying, You do not go in there either. Yahushua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Strengthen him, for he shall cause Yisrael to inherit. And your little ones, and your children, who you say are for a prey, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they are going in there. And to them I give it, and they are to possess it. Okay, so please note, this is where we're going to take a minute. First of all, let's not gloss over the fact that they, were, they saw the giants, right? the sons of Anakim, and, and they were terrified. These, if you remember back in Numbers, what they say, we're like grasshoppers to these people. They're, okay, they're giants. The scriptures tell us that they were giants in the days of Noah and afterwards. And the Bible's going to make it even more clear that these are giants uh, here in Deuteronomy before it's all over. The Bible wants you to know that they were afraid of giants and that giants lived... <laughs> in the land at that time and a lot of these tribes that they're warring with are giant tribes and the bible goes out of its way out of its way to make that known and yet so few people get it and you know a lot of the christian educational systems they make excuses and come up with stupid theories that are not biblical and they blow it off oh they were just really tall and great works stop it Stick with the truth. Stick with what the scriptures actually say. More on that in a little bit. I want to talk about this phrase that Moses uses. And I'm going to read the article I wrote for all of you. I wrote it yesterday so I wouldn't forget my thoughts. Let me just read this little paragraph for you again out of the scriptures real quick. 
So he's, he's telling them, you guys, you enraged Jehovah because you weren't faithful. You wouldn't take the land. You didn't trust him. So you're not going into the land. And he says, and your little ones, talking about their children, your little ones, and you ch- and your children who you say are for a prey. Because if you remember, they're like, we can't go in there. They'll kill our children. And, you know, who today have no, listen to this line, who today have no knowledge of good and evil. That's interesting phrasing, isn't it? They are going in there, and to them I give it, and they are to possess it. All right, let me read you this article. Open up your hearts and see if this speaks to you in any way. So here's what I wrote down about this phrase. Who today have no knowledge of good and evil? Here's what I wrote. As I'm studying for this week's reading from the Torah, which happens to be the beginning of the book of Deuteronomy, there is an interesting verse that might jump out at us if we are paying close attention. Moses is retelling the story of how his generation had disobeyed God by refusing to take the promised land for fear of the giants. As punishment for their lack of faith and disobedience, they would then die in the wilderness, and it would be their children who would go into the promised land and not themselves. When Moses is recapping these words of Jehovah, an interesting phrase is used to describe the children who would inherit the land. Deuteronomy 139. And as for your little ones who you said would become a prey, and your children who today have no knowledge of good or evil, they shall go in there. Moses said the little ones have no knowledge of good or evil. And where have we heard such a phrase before? I don't know about you, but that reminds me of the tree in the Garden of Eden and the state of Adam and Eve before the fall. See Genesis 2.17. Before the great sin, Adam and Eve lived in a perfect situation. They had no knowledge of good and evil. They were pure and innocent. Now back to the Hebrews in the wilderness. They had several issues which constantly caused them to stumble. One of those issues was the influence embedded in their being from their time in Egypt. In fact, they would often long for Egypt, claiming to have been better off in Egypt. If we go to Exodus chapter 16, verse 3, we read, And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. Then we sat by the flesh plots, and we did eat bread to the full. For they have brought us forth into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Let's try to imagine for a minute that those of us here in the United States, as an example, were led out of the country and into a wilderness. And then shortly afterwards, the United States collapsed both economically and socially. While we are in the wilderness, God is providing for us and we are learning more and more about him. Unfortunately, there would still be the influence of America in our nature. After all, we grew up here. It's all we know. There might be sinful behaviors that are hard to break. There would be times when we would long for the comforts we had while we lived in the luxury that America provided, especially in contrast to wilderness living. We would have the knowledge of America, and that knowledge would impact every aspect of our thinking and behavior. However, if we produced children while we were in this new wilderness, our children would only know those circumstances. 
They wouldn't have the Babylonian American influences corrupting their thinking and their actions. They would only have the experience of God providing for them in the wilderness. They would have an innocence about them. For they would lack the evil knowledge that their parents were burdened by. They'd be eager to enter into the promised land to face off against the giants. For there would be no longing in their hearts to return to Babylon, America. So there you have it. There's my thoughts. I hope that it's speaking to you. It it definitely spoke to me about what what does God mean about this? Uh, They have no knowledge of good and evil. And I think that's a big part of it, what I just described in this article. You can read this, by the way, again, by just going to scriptureandprophecy.com. It's at the website. Or if you're on the email list, I'm emailing it out this morning as well. So there's that. All right. We haven't gotten very far. Uh, We still have quite a bit to read. Uh, Let's see. Where were we? Let's get back to the scriptures and finish this Torah portion for this morning. Okay, your little ones, your children, who you say are for prey, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they are going in there, and to them I give it, and they are to possess it. Verse 40, But you, turn and take your journey into the wilderness by the way of the Sea of Reeds. Then you answered and said to me, We have sinned against Jehovah. We ourselves are going up, and we shall fight as Jehovah our Elohim has commanded us. And when each one of you had girded on his battle gear, you were ready to go up to the mountain. And Jehovah said to me, Say to them, Do not go up for, to fight, for I am not in your midst, lest you be smitten before your enemies. So I spoke to you, but you would not listen, and rebelled against the word of Jehovah, and accepted proudly, and went up into the mountain. Then the Amorites who dwelt in the mountain came out against you, and chased you as the bees do, and beat you back to Sari Harmah. And you returned, and you wept before Jehovah, but Jehovah would not listen to your voice, nor give ear to you. So you dwelt in Kadesh many days according to the days that you dwelt. Chapter 2 Then we turned and departed into the wilderness, the way of the Sea of the Reeds, that Jehovah spoke to me. And we went round Mount Seir many days. And Jehovah spoke to me, saying, You have gone around this mountain long enough. Turn northward. And commanded the people, saying, You are about to pass over the border of your brothers, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, and they are afraid of you, so be on your guard. Do not strive with them, for I do not give you any of their land. No, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. What food you buy from them with silver you shall eat, and also whatever you buy from them with silver you shall drink. For Jehovah your Elohim has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He has known your wandering through this great wilderness. These forty years Jehovah your Elohim has been with you, and you have not lacked any matter. And when we pass beyond our brothers, the descendants of Esau who dwelt in Seir, away from the way of the desert plain, away from Elath and Etzion Kibur, we turned and passed over by the way of the wilderness of Moab. And Jehovah said to me, Do not distress Moab, nor stir yourself up against them in battle. For I do not give you any of their land as a possession, because I have given Ar to the descendants of Lot as a possession. The Emites, 
had dwelt there formerly a people as great and numerous and tall as the Anakim. Please note, more giants. Verse 11. They were also reckoned as the Raphites and the Anakim, but the Moabites called them Emites, and the Horites formerly dwelt in Seir, but the descendants of Esau disposed them and destroyed them from before them, and dwelt in their place, as Yisrael did in the land of their possession which Jehovah gave them. Now rise up and pass over the Wadi Zered. So we passed over the Wadi Zered. And the time we took to come from Kadesh Barnea until we passed over Wadi Zered was thirty-eight years. Until all the generation of the men of battle was consumed from the midst of the camp as Jehovah had sworn to them. And also the hand of Jehovah was against them to destroy them from the midst of the camp until they were consumed. And it came to be when all the men of battle finally perished from among the people that Jehovah spoke to me saying, This day you are to pass over at Ar, the boundary of Moab. And when you come near the children of Ammon, do not distress them nor stir up yourself against them, for I do not give you any of the land of the children of Ammon as a possession, because I have given the descendants of Lot as a possession. That was also reckoned as the land of the Rephaites. The Rephaites formerly dwelt there, but the Amorites called them Zazumamim, a people of great and numerous and tall as the Anakim. But Jehovah destroyed them before them, and they disposed them and dwelt in their place, as he had done for the descendants of Esau who dwelt at Seir, when he destroyed the Horites from before the men, before men. They dispossessed them and dwelt in their place even to this day. And Awin, who dwelt in the villages as far as Azath, the Kaftorim, who came from Kaftor, destroyed them and dwelt in their place. Arise, depart, and pass over the Wadi Arnan. See, I have given into your hand Sahan, the Amorite sovereign of Hashban, and his land. Begin to possess it and stir up yourself against them in battle. This day I begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the peoples under the Shemayim who, when they hear the report of you, shall tremble and shake because of you. Then I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kadamath to Sahan, sovereign of Hashban, with words of peace, saying, Let me pass over through your land on the highway, and I shall go on the highway and turn neither right nor left. What food you sell me for silver I shall eat, and whatever you give me of silver I shall drink, only let me pass over on foot. As the descendants of Esau who dwelt in Seir and the Moabites who dwelt in Ar did for me, until I pass over the yard into the land Jehovah our Elohim, Elohim is giving us. But Sahan, sovereign of Hashban, would not let us pass over, for Jehovah your Elohim hardened his spirit and strengthened his heart to give him into your hand as it is this day. And Jehovah said to me, See, I have begun to give Sahan and his land over to you. Begin to possess, in order to possess his land. And Sahan and all the people came out against us to fight Yahatz. And Jehovah our Elohim gave him over to us, so we smote him and his sons and all his people. We took all his cities that time, and we put the men and women and little ones in every city under the ban, and we left none remaining. Only the livestock we took as plunder for ourselves, and the spoil of the cities which we captured. From Ma'or, which is on the edge of the Wadi Arnan, and the city that is by the Wadi, as far as Gilead. 
There was not one city too high for us. Jehovah, our Elohim, gave it all to us. Only you did not go near the land of the children of Ammon anywhere along the Wadi Yabok, or the cities of the mountains, or wherever Jehovah, our Elohim, has commanded us. Chapter 3, 22 more verses. Then we turned and we went up to Bashan, and Og, sovereign of Bashan, came out against us. He and all his people to battle at Edrei. And Jehovah said to me, Do not fear him, for I have given him and all his people and his land into your hand. You shall do to him as you did to Sahan, sovereign of the Amorites, who dwelt in Hashban. So Jehovah our Elohim also gave into our hands Og, sovereign of Bashan, with all his people, and we smote him until we had until he had no survivors remaining. And we captured his cities at the time, and there was not a city which we did not take from them, sixty cities, all the district of Argob, and the reign of Og and Bashan. All these cities were fenced with high walls, gates, and bars, besides a great many unwalled towns. And we put them under the ban, and we did to Sahan, sovereign of Hashban, putting the men and the women and the children of every city under the ban. But all the livestock we took, the spoil, the cities, and we took booty for ourselves. And at that time we took the land from the hand of the two sovereigns of the Amorites that was beyond Yarden, from the Wadi Arnon to Mount Hermon. The Sidonians call Harman, Saron, and the Amorites call Sinir. All the cities of the plain, all Gilead and Bashan, as far as Salkah and Adarai, cities of the reign of Og in Bashan. For only Og, sovereign of Bashan, was left of the remnant of the Raphites. Please note we're dealing with Og, who's king of giants, okay? And it's trying to let you know that it's comparing it to the other giant tribes and it's going to make it even more clear as we wrap up this morning. Continuing on with verse 11, C, his bedstead was an iron bedstead. Is not the children of Rabbah of the children of Ammon? Nine Amma is the length and four Amma is the width according to the Amma of a man. So please note, most Bibles will use like cubits. It's a foot and a half, okay? Um, how, so it says nine ama or nine cubits. So what's nine times 1.5? I'm doing the math right. What is that, 13.5? So we're not dealing with Shaquille O'Neal, seven foot, right? We're dealing with beings twice that size, double, 14 footers, okay? I mean, it's it's so clear. The Bible, is, the Bible's the the Book of Deuteronomy has made this point. I, I've lost count how many times since we've started the study, and it's important to know this because a lot of people look at it like, oh, God just had the Israelites committing genocide everywhere. Well, most of it was giant tribes. If you read the scriptures and you're honest with the scriptures, continuing on. We're almost um, ready for verse 12, ending at verse 22. And this land which we possessed at that time from Orir 
which is by the Wadi Arnan and half the mountains of Gilead and its cities, I gave to the Rebunites and the Gadites, and the rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the reign of Og, I gave to half the tribe of Manasseh, and all the district of Argob with Bashan, called the land of the Ephorites. Yair, son of Manasseh, had taken all the district of Argob, as far as the border of the Geshurites and the Machanites, and called them after his own name, Habashan, Hawath, Yari, to this day. And to Makir I gave Gilead, and to the Reubenites and to the Gedites I gave Galad, as far as the Wadi Arnon. The middle of the Wadi is the border, as far as the Wadi Yabok, the border of the children of Ammon. The desert plain with the Yarden as the border from Kinnereth, as far as the Sea of Araba, the Salt Sea, below the slopes of Pisgah on the east. And I commanded you at that time, saying, Jehovah your Elohim has given you this land to possess. All you sons of might, pass over armed before your borders, the children, pass over before your brothers, the children of Israel. But let your wives and your little ones and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, stay in the cities which I have given you, until Jehovah has given rest to your brothers as to you. And they also possess the land which Jehovah your Elohim is giving them beyond the Yarden. Then you shall return each man to his possession which I have given you. And I commanded Yahushua at that time, saying, Your eyes have seen all that Jehovah your Elohim has done to these two sovereigns. Jehovah does the same to all the reigns which you are passing over. Do not fear them, for Jehovah your Elohim himself fights for you. That, my friends, is the end of our Torah portion study for this morning. I really hope and pray that you've enjoyed it, that you've been blessed, that it's spoken to you. Thanks for listening. Um, I just want to thank those of you again who support and pray for the podcast. Uh, the Patreon subscriber list continues to shrink. And so it means all the more for those of you who are willing to support and uh, help me with this project. If you want to support Scripture and Prophecy, you can go to the website, scriptureandprophecy.com. There's a donate and support tab at the top with several options there. That's all I have for you this morning. If you're on the email list, I'll email you the article that I wrote dealing with that phrase, who today have no knowledge of good and evil. Um, and that's it. So thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.